you can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Find your closest centre at repcoservice.com. IGA, the best store in town. Supporting the local community with their low prices everyday policy. On SENSA, driving you home, it's Kimbo and the Rooch. Yes, thanks for jumping onto our podcast, much appreciated. Episode 17, who would have thought? Kimbo and the Rooch, you can also hear us on South Australia's new home of sport, SEN 1629 AM, or you can download the app for crystal clear sound. All right, let's welcome the star of the show, well, sort of, Captain Negative himself, the Rooch. <laughs> Rooch. Rooch. Here he is. Hey. Rooch. Here he is. Hey. Rooch. Captain Negative. Yeah, I'm good to you. I like Well, if you're going to do my business cards, I won't be giving many of them away. Number 17, dedicated to you, Kim. Oh, thank you. How many great number 17s have there been in SA football? Well, there was the great Lindsay Head, um, who was never happy that I wore the number 17. He thought it should have been shelved for eternity, which he'd constantly remind me of. Um, there was a lot of McGarry medalists wear 17. Peter White from Port Adelaide. Jeff Motley. Trevor Grimwood, I think. No, was he four? He was four and he wore 17 as well, did he? Mm, can't remember that one. 77 McGarry medalist, Trevor Grimwood. Yeah, a few questions without notice there. Mm. Hey, Roach, you set the agenda for today, so we'll jump straight into it, all right? Well, it's uh, that time of the year, Kim. To set agendas? No, for people to be called in to have their exit interviews, whether there's then external reviews. For 10 clubs, the season didn't pan out. Well, as most of them thought it should. Exactly. So that is the topic of our discussion. Uh, One, external football club reviews, and two, player exit reviews. Let's go to the external reviews for the footy clubs now. Of course, it's happening at the Adelaide Football Club. Some think it's a great thing. A lot of people were calling for it. Then once they do it, they've been criticised. What are your views? I think it's very much necessary. No doubt about that at all. And it's important that it not only be a thorough review of what they're doing from within. Because in the end, if you're just navel-gazing, you're never going to get better, are you? No. And if you can get some expertise on the outside to help you, to actually challenge you to see things that you aren't seeing, you'll be better for it. The test is that once the review ends, do you accept the findings and do you change? Because if you don't, what was the point? Well, I don't think you'll find that'll be the case, and it normally isn't in any of these uh, external reviews when they're done. Let's have a listen to the CEO of the Adelaide Football Club, Andrew Fagan, in regards to selecting an external panel for the review. Yeah, we wanted to both um, you know, look at uh, some broad football experience as well as some contemporary um, you know, recent playing experience as well. Again, it's just wanted to have a, a cross-section of people who can provide appropriate um, uh, I guess you know, challenge and review expertise when we're looking at all of those elements of the footy program, whether it's coaching, high performance, or leadership and development, and uh, which is why we've gone for a panel rather than just have one individual involved. We wanted to be able to get deeply enough um, into each area, um, and not to just a challenge with you know, the opinion of one, but um, with some deep sort of level of expertise. Fair enough. Yep, and we know that virtually every club does a review. Uh, certainly. One of the men who has done many reviews in South Australia is actually David Park, and he's been calling into Adelaide, either Adelaide or Port Adelaide, year after year. That's where Andrew Fagan says about one person coming in and just challenging you on your themes. This one is a panel, which has got a psychologist on it, a high-performance expert, a couple of footy experts. It will be interesting what they conclude, how Adelaide then present those findings to a membership base that clearly wants to be kept in the loop, and then what changes we see. Yeah, I'm not expecting all of a sudden they throw everything out and start again. Oh, definitely not. Uh, look, 
it's not as if it's in dire straits, the club. I think it's been painted to be a worse pitch than what it is. Now, Andrew Fagan will be part of the panel as well. He'll be sitting on the panel. Some people have raised their eyebrows over that. Yeah, there's a couple of people I've spoken to who say, if you want the players to speak freely and with the notion that what they say will be confidential, do you really want your chief executive in the room when they're speaking? Well, my understanding is it's happened at every other external review or internal review as well with Brendan Gale and Brian Cook. But is it, is it what will bring forward the best from the players? I think there? we live in a, the real world now where you can speak your mind. It's two-way conversations. I, I don't think it's a problem. I think your CEO has to know what's going on. You're better mm. off hearing it firsthand. But a couple of other people around the, around the nation aren't too happy about this review, are they? And some of them are very close well, they to have, Adelaide. Yeah, they have rather fossilised views. I oh, yeah, dear, Take that, Blighty. Dear, Let's have a listen dear. to what Malcolm Blight had to say. So how are they going to judge the coaching fraternity from Don Pike down? How are they going to judge what they do with the players, which is the business of the football club, when the players aren't there, they're on holidays? Yeah. Stupid mediocrity at its best. It is a lack of leadership. I'm telling you now, it is one of the worst decisions. I don't care who says what. How can you judge a coach when the players aren't there and see what they do? Yeah. What's the first question you're going to come in and you don't know these persons? You, what are you going to say? Oh, look, I do this. Do yeah, you really? Every match committee you go there, you discuss everything about the football club. And the CEO should come into it. The football manager should come into it. And the board it. And the board have. manager. I mean, what's going on? This is a mediocre football club. And until someone actually grabs it by the throat changes it, it's going to continue. You can talk about, sorry, David, you can talk about coaching, you can talk about player recruitment, you can talk about list management, but to actually do this, to have an external review on what you are getting paid, a lot of people are getting paid a lot of money internally to actually make those decisions. I think this is the weakest I've ever seen the Adelaide Football Club. That was Malcolm Blight on Sports Day SA with uh, David Wildey. He huffed and puffed and blew absolutely nothing down, in my humble opinion. <laughs> oh, dear. No, no. He, he, was, he had some aggro. He just got his heart rate up for absolutely no reason. Nearly every large organisation does external reviews. And to say that it's pointless to have it because the players won't be there, they're on holidays, well, that's absolute rubbish. Should have researched that. The players will be there and they'll be involved in the total process. Paul Ruse is not happy. He's a premiership coach. Yeah, I'm going to give him a too. Let's have a listen to him. The, the most alarming thing for me is the external review. I mean, you appoint people at football clubs to do roles. You've got a board, you've got a CEO, you've got a football manager. If you have to go external to the football club, we'll just sack your CEO and sack your football manager straight away. Maybe they need fresh eyes though, Ruzi. Well, they clearly think they do. So if you're thinking that, I'm saying you've got the wrong people in the positions. The the internal reviews are the ones that have been worked the best. We've all been involved footy club. Your whole week is a review. And if you don't know what's gone wrong by the end of the season, uh, I don't know why you need someone externally. Wow. There's some agitated men around the nation, aren't there? Yeah, and have you say you don't sit on the fence normally. You'd be loving this because it involves Adelaide. Oh, Kim, it was Malcolm Blight who's hit them up pretty hard Yeah, there. but I'm talking about you Look, now. My view is if you're going to do the external review, that it be completely external. And that's why I'm not convinced about Andrew Fagan being on that panel. I would have preferred it, someone else to facilitate that one. And I will wait and see what findings they deliver and how they act at the end of it. I'm, I'm all for an external review. I disagree with Paul Rees. I think they do need a fresh set of eyes over yep. that football club. Yep, and in relation to what Paul Roo said, seriously, if you think you've got a CEO that knows absolutely everything, I think you're in enormous trouble. Because basically, that's what he's saying. You've employed well, people to do that. Well, that then I don't brings, know everyone that knows everything. That anyone. then brings into question Brett Burton, doesn't it? 
If this well, you've got to understand with the Adelaide Football Club, this is primarily a football department review. Yes. Now, they are very pleased with the way Andrew Fagan is running the commercial side of the football club. Yes, he has made them a very profitable football club. Exactly. But many of their members believe they rather would see premierships in their cabinet trophy rather than big profits in the bank. Oh, whoopee-doo. Well, they all would, stating that bleeding obvious. Yes, but they feel that it's been 20-odd years too long. And they have, they have the right to have that view, Kim. You can tell that they're agitated outside. Well, I tell you what, then, the Melbourne Football Club and St Kilda should be doing an well, external review every year. Then. Well, don't measure yourself against the worst. Measure yourself against the best, and Adelaide's falling short. Just looking for a bit of balance and logic, Roach, that's all. Um, all right, let's move on to player exits. And uh, Riley Knight's been a regular on our show for yes. all, right throughout the season. And it's, it's interesting when you've got someone that's on the cusp, that's uh, not assured of a position every week, and unfortunately he starts... Started okay, then was dropped, worked his way back into the side, but had to attend his exit review. He's out of contract, and I thought this was a wonderful insight as to the, what would you say, the downside of being a footballer, the uncertainty of being a footballer? Well, it can be a very short career, and it can come on to you at an ending very much quicker than you expected, and this tells us how. Uh, a little bit different, so um, basically they've got right up until the start of November or basically pre-season day one to um, finalise uh, their their playing list um, and contracts. So um, for myself right now, um, I could be waiting till basically the end of trade period um, wow. and even even further along than that. So um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty difficult time. You yeah. don't really know what, what your future kind of looks like and um, yeah, trying to get stuff ready for life after footy as well if, if that's the case. And um, yeah, it's just just the way it goes, unfortunately, and um, yeah, just got to, got to wait around and um, see what's going on with the list and, and how the list management want to assemble their lists. So he has almost three months, maybe three and a half months of not knowing or having any certainty of what his future is, whether he'll have to go out and get a job for the very first time, and he's just one of hundreds that are in this position. You'd want a good manager, because if you're on the edge, you want to make sure there is some other option, so you want your manager doing some work, so see what happens with Riley Knight, but... Yeah. That's, that's not going to be anything extraordinary across the competition at the moment, is it? There's going to be a heap of young men following their dream who aren't certain where they're going to be on December 1. And one thing that AFL clubs are doing, and the AFL is doing better, is making sure that footballers, whilst they are contracted, have an interest outside of football or start an education process for a career after football. Although, as we heard from Andy Otten the other week... Sometimes it's not as easy as those programs make it out to be. Well, they're very true, and you've got to know what you want to be and do after your football career finishes. And Andy's had a few years to know that it was coming. And not apply for the wrong job. As he did. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you'd like to hear us again, um, there must be something wrong with the odds, suggest, but you can get us between 4 and 6 on Monday to Friday on the new home of Sports 1629. What are you shaking your head at? Don't be so negative, Kim. Well, I'm just stating the obvious. You can't please everyone. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. This has been Kimbo on the Roach. The podcast Faith on Trial looks into Hillsong, both in Australia and the U.S., and takes both the listener and hosts on unexpected twists and turns in the story of Brian Houston and the singing preachers. There are two incidents involving Pastor Brian. The Australian journalists uncovered a litany of alleged criminal behavior in the megachurch. Financial gifts were being given to the leaders of the church. Listen to Faith on Trial Hillsong ad-free on Crimex Plus. Us on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.